Welcome back to the Aware Audio Experience. I am Sean. And I'm Reed. And today we are joined with Alexandra, who is the founder of Hum Hum, which is a dating platform that is looking to add more consciousness and awareness to the dating world. So thank you for joining us, Alexandra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So why don't we start with just a quick version of how you created Hum Hum, what inspired you and and how that brought you to where you are today so that our listeners can better understand some context. I started Hum Hum back in 2019. I had just moved from LA to New York. I had just gotten off a really long silent meditation retreat and that juxtaposed to New York City was actually comical to me. In my process of trying to be a human in New York City and trying to date, I had downloaded some of the apps, I was doing that. And I was also living on my brother's couch at the time because I was in career transition. So it was an interesting time. And there was this like very clear moment of the two of us sitting on his couch and we're both like swiping on Hinge or something. Hmm. And we just looked at each other. We're like, we're pretty pathetic, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And so like that was happening. And then I was teaching yoga down in Lower East Side. I was um, getting really interested in the event production space. And so kind of all three of these things really pointed my awareness at how do we design a better dating experience. And specifically, I was having my own challenges with it and was just feeling a lot of suffering around the dating process. And the big insight that kind of woke me up to like, oh, this doesn't have to suck was realizing that dating is it could be like any other area of life where you see it as a practice instead of as an end game. And so I got really interested in how do we design a container that allows people to show up and cultivate their heart and mind qualities and really practice connecting so that they become better versions of themselves and so that it's never a waste of their time. Um, And so instead of striving for some outcome and always kind of turning up empty handed, wondering if this is worth my time, should I do this? Um, you're always, it's always worth, worth your time because you are investing in yourself and you're growing and you're becoming the person you want to be. And ultimately, as you are that, you naturally just start to attract people who are in more alignment with you and how you want to show up. So that is the backstory of Hum Hum. And how many people have you worked with? How big is your community? It's growing. Um, the community is now around 3,500 people. So it's still small, but it's growing. We've been Um, We started off doing in-person events pre-pandemic at about six or seven. And then once New York City was really starting to shut down publicly, um, people actually reached out and they're like, are you going to make Hum Hum a virtual experience? And I was like, yes, let me get back to you. And so like (laughs) in two weeks, I like grabbed a bunch of friends. We figured out the whole Zoom situation and hosted our first virtual event in March and actually converted one of our original in-person events to a virtual one. And It was really successful um, in that we didn't lose the kind of intention of the experience. People were still able to connect in the ways that we were hoping and practice. And so what we actually found was that virtual lends itself a lot better to these kind of first meeting experiences. It's a little bit less of an investment and um, it feels a little bit less scary. And so people are willing to do more of them. So that was actually a happy kind Hmm. of pivot that 
we did not anticipate. Yeah, was it a conscious decision to not be virtual to begin with? Because it, all, the alternative, and and I don't want to say the enemy, because I do think that maybe those apps add value to certain people in certain situations. But the alternative is is digital. Yours was mm. statedly not digital. Now you're seeing value in the digital. Was that always part of the the game? Was not to be digital or did it just start that way and now you see a digital future for you? Interesting question. Um, I think we had made the choice initially to be in person because I had the, I guess, initial hypothesis or understanding that we could really only feel each other out successfully in person. And what mm. I came to quickly learn was just that's not true. And so it didn't need to be in person so long as we were still creating a container that allowed people to show up in these more expansive, calm, elevated, open, um, sincere ways. And so that became the focus rather than like, oh, it can't be digital. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to really reach more people, it has to be virtual. And like, we live in such a virtual world that in retrospect, it's like obvious to me now, but at the time I was like, so into it being in person that it just didn't even, that wasn't like the first approach. It was like, we don't need another digital thing. We're just going to have in-person hangs. And like, I didn't know what it was going to turn into. Um, so it's kind of telling me what it wants to be and I'm following along. <laughs> You have mm. to listen. I mean, right? There's there's that listening piece with everything we do. You got to get the feedback. I love that you guys create that container. I actually had the luxury of attending one of the virtual events. You guys, I think, did a really good job. And I love what you said about you were very intentional with it not being speed dating. It's slow dating. Yeah, exactly. It's not so speedy, right? It's like people recognize. And I think this is the challenge that I'm finding in just creating any sort of offering is using clear enough language that people can get it and clock, okay, this is what you're doing, but not having it be so strong that they then attach to those concepts and have expectations of it being something that it's not. And so speed dating, it's like, okay, people get the concept, like you meet a bunch of people and like you're kind of going in a sequence, but it's not fast and it's really not about speed dating, but yeah, we kind of had to put that in so people could like recognize what's happening in the experience. Yeah, you need to anchor to a familiar term. Like they still need to know what it is, but you're changing the game a little bit or how it's played. Yeah. Exactly. My two favorite things from that virtual dating experience were one, how much meditation broke up the session, right? Like every time we changed groups or changed people or changed rooms in that virtual space, there was, a, there was an opportunity to stop, quiet down, and then, okay, now we move to the next part. I definitely felt very grounded throughout the whole thing. And it can be a pretty uh, overwhelming experience when you're meeting that many people that quickly. So it was cool to like, not just crank up and be super sympathetic mode the whole time, but actually like slow down. And then it's a little easier to actually listening, listen to your authentic self and be like, you know, oh, I do, I do resonate with this person instead of just like, I'm on 10 shots of espresso right now. I love everybody. <laughs> That's so true. It's funny you talk about like, I love everybody because one of the things that we hear often is like people will leave feeling really high, like they'll feel really 
amped up because they're connecting in ways that actually feel good and it's and it's deep but it's not like 2d where you're like oh my god i'm humaned out like i can't do it it's like it's it's really energizing part of what makes it energizing is that like coming back to yourself like you are the anchor and so we're weaving in and out of connection and that kind of introspective reflection recentering and grounding and then you know just teaching people that that's available to you all the time and we just mm-hmm. don't think to do it totally and i'll add the second thing that i really loved was how clear you were about i think you guys broke it into three categories so you break off into these one-on-ones and then when you're done meeting this person for a few minutes you come back and you have an opportunity to enter into the portal how you felt about that person i think it was uh you either feel neutral friendly or intrigued are those three correct yeah, yeah. And so I had met someone who, you know, cool. Um, And I was kind of forcing myself to click friendly. And then you said to the group, listen, most interactions are neutral. And that's totally normal. I think Mm. that's like the most honest thing. And you totally, wow, my heart like fluttered because you hit me somewhere super deep because I always do that when I date. I'm trying to like force, I bump it up a little bit because I feel bad. And you said, you know, if you really want to be honest to the person, be truthful. You know, that's the nicest thing you can do. And uh, so I, I changed it from friendly to neutral. And I felt really good about that. To me, that was like a lot of progress in my dating sphere. Yes, I love that because I think anytime somebody has an experience of, oh, I just acted more in alignment with what's true for me, you then feel good about yourself and then you show up better. And so then you feel good about dating. Whereas like if you start to kind of accrue these little like micro interactions that feel icky, like when you mark, when you know, when you tell someone you're interested when you're really not, cause you don't really know how to navigate it. It's not anybody's fault. It's just, we don't really have the language or the tools to navigate those circumstances. When we start to accrue those experiences, we feel bad about ourselves. And we're yeah. like, I'm kind of a horrible person, but like, you're not, you just didn't have the tool at the time. So every time we can give somebody an opportunity to practice showing up in a way that feels good for you and trust that that's ultimately the best thing for the other person too. Like to me, that's a win. And like, we're just, we're showing up in such a different way for ourselves. That is so real. What you just described with the accrual of like the micro transgressions from like, ah, that's not really me, but I felt obligated and then up and Boom, 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 boom. And now suddenly I don't want to respond to your text messages because I actually never wanted to to begin with. But I never had the guts to call it. And I feel I don't want to pin it to that. But I feel like in a lot of situations, that is it. It's like you you just you felt bad. You felt like this was the right thing. I don't want to be mean. And then you're just not being authentic. And that's really the, the biggest violation. To, to yourself and to the other person. Yeah. So that's amazing. that the, And like to bring it back to you and your brother swiping on Hinge on the couch, I mean, <laughs> that's what's missing, right? I mean, tell, tell me for you, like, what was the problem that you were feeling in those apps that brought you to this point? Because I feel like it touches exactly there. So many things. And again, it's like, I think the apps are doing the best they can do solving the problem that they're trying to solve. So this isn't like, let me crap on the apps. It's really like, Hmm. it's really like, I don't feel that that container is supportive of helping me to learn and bring out the kind, like bring out the parts of myself that I'm the most proud of. It actually invites me into like, 
the parts of self that I like less. So like everybody has the capacity to be, you know, judgmental or discerning. They have the capacity to project and look at somebody else and like make those judgments or say, oh, what's happening in my experience? What can I learn about this? What's coming up for me? And like every time we have the opportunity to turn the lens back on ourself, that's actually where the gold is. It's not about am I getting better at trying to find the perfect person because ultimately there is no perfect person. It's like, what are you trying? How are you trying to show up in the world? And like, how can you practice doing that all the time, every day in every single thing that you're doing? And so to me, the dating space, there just was no good place to really practice like courage, to practice curiosity, Hmm. to practice discernment, to practice kindness, to practice presence. Like everything was designed actually for transactions to hurry up and try to meet the most people because I think the apps are focused on like, okay, we're going to give you all these awesome people. Now go ahead. But it's like, oh, go ahead. I don't have any tools. Like, what am I doing? Now I'm just swiping because I think that it's better to amass this massive queue of people because I think that optionality is what's actually what I need. But in fact, what I need is myself and I don't know how to get that. So I'm I'm trying to find it out here, but that's not actually going to make me feel better. So now I'm depleted. I'm exhausted. I think I'm a terrible dater. I think I'm a terrible human (laughs) and I'm still swiping because I feel those things. So now I'm trying to avoid them, hoping that like maybe some person's going to talk to me. I'm going to feel better. (laughs) It's like this vicious loop of like hell. Wow. That's passion. You give me chills. That is, that's gold. That's so real. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I'm really glad. I'm glad it's you. That's what I want to say. I'm glad it's you. And we, we were just talking about, you know, casting a wide, like different, almost like different dating strategies based off of like, okay, this dating app game. So am I, you know, in cast a wide net mode and then just, it's a numbers game now, or am I more selective and intentional? Cause I know that I've limited energy how we bounce between those two and none of those ever ask like you know how are you doing who do you really need to connect with you know it's like you said i think transactional it makes me think of like in evolutionary biology there's there's different you can have a million babies but low survival rates and that's your strategy you have lots of babies and like we'll see who lives or you can have one child that is like you you're gonna put all your energy into that one you know egg basically and I feel like the the current dating apps are very much like the tadpole style of like have a million babies and who cares if most of them die maybe one of them will be good and I feel like yours is shifting more toward like have more intentionality have you don't need that those options per se it's it's more about being authentic and not always swiping on every single thing you see. I love that you encourage people to to really think about it, which that's, it's, it's mindless. It's so mindless. Yeah. And it's mindless because it's like, it's designed to help you see a lot of people at a time to make you feel like, wow, there's all this potential. But mm. then we get addicted to the potential and we're actually like mm. missing our experience in the present. And, and I think that It's ultimately about how can we really understand ourselves in the process. And if we're so busy trying to find something always, it's like taking us so far away from like, wait, why are we here again? Like we forget because we're just Mm -hmm. we're shopping for humans. (laughs) So much of dating is almost like trying to fill a void inside of you with someone else. Right. And that leads to such unhealthy relationships down the line. And so if you can create a dating container that helps you cultivate yourself on the inside 
while you're dating someone else, while you're meeting new people, it just promotes such a stronger foundation to start that relationship on because you're clearly communicating boundaries. You, you know where the boundaries are, like the communication style is stronger. There's more authenticity. It's, it's things that just make individuals better. And that leads to them coming together more, more lovingly too. Yeah, I think that there is a scarcity mentality around dating where we're tr- like constantly sold this idea that the perfect life is like, get the awesome job, find the perfect partner, have the most amazing kids, like repeat, right? This is sort of like this weird trajectory, which like, okay, fine, can want those things. And there's a part of us that also lives in a very like productivity centric world as well. And so if we're tracking towards kind of this, these life goals, dating becomes another thing to now get productive with, which is Mm. why I think the swiping is so addictive because when you're in a down period and you're like, crap, I'm feeling crappy about work. I'm not having a good, you know, time with my parents or my family or whatever. Like we can then go distract ourselves and feel productive because we're like, well, now I'm going to just go meet and kind of like invest a little bit in these conversations that I'm having on X app. And it's like, it's fake productivity. It's like in a, in, it's a short term, like relief from this constant churning of not enoughness that I think is like a bigger macro hmm. thing that we're dealing with. And so then that gets projected on dating and now dating becomes just another thing that like we need to achieve. Mm. And if we zoom back out and we're like, dating is about relationships, what's the point of a relationship? I mean, that's a whole big question too. We can go on a whole tangent, but I'm just gonna pull us back for a second. If dating is about relationships, well, then we can be practicing dating in every single relationship that we have. So that's also a thing. Like, I think there's this misconception that we need to be on the apps to be proactively dating. So if people are like, are you dating? And you're not swiping. You're like, well, I don't think so. And then you're like, shit, I'm not doing anything about like dating. I'm not like doing anything for this part of my life. And it's a pandemic. So now I'm behind and I'm like behind on all my life goals. There's this like low grade anxiety that I think a lot of people feel around this area of life. And if I can give people one thing, it's like, I just want you to feel good about like you showing up in your life as you are and trust that that too is you dating because every single ounce of energy that you invest in yourself and like being the person that you aspire to be, you are naturally going to draw people towards your field that want to connect with you, that have shared values with you. And that is actually like the type of partnership you want versus when you're in that space of scarcity and Hmm. a little bit of desperation and a little bit of fear, you're actually magnetizing more of that into your field. And I like just want to give people this peace of mind that like you can be dating in every single interaction if you are consciously practicing being the person that you want to be. Why do you think that's so difficult for people to to access? What do you think holds people back from from seeing that? I know some people in my life that are chronically single and that they're so transfixed on achieving the result. Like you said, that productivity mindset of like just getting to be with someone that they lose sight of themselves. And that same advice is administered of like, hey, just focus on you, just be you. Like you're losing yourself in the quest for someone else. 
what what is it in your opinion that makes it so hard for those people to see that it could be so many things but i think like the big theme and i can talk from my own experience as well in this like i remember ultimately when i was in like my darkest hours of pain and suffering and specifically around dating and just being like oh another one bites the dust or like my sandcastle has fully like fallen over and now i'm like starting over again and again and again Okay, I'm going to say two things. One is that as I got more comfortable starting over and over and over and didn't resist that and didn't fear that and didn't see that as a failure and didn't see that as a reflection of my own problem, but as an opportunity to really just like love myself more and like try to understand what was happening, my whole experience, one, just got better and less depressing (laughs) and also did result in a more satisfying relationship experience. But going back to the question of what's happening with kind of this perpetual singleness, I think a lot of it is like, do you love yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you love yourself? Do you forgive yourself? Do you accept yourself? Are you okay with the fact that no matter what's happening outside and like who's reflecting back what to you, can you look in the mirror and be like, I've got you? I think Mm. you're pretty awesome. We're good. Like that, I think that is honestly everything. And I think that there's a lot of unlearning. There's just so much brokenheartedness in our world that we attribute what makes us valuable and lovable to external factors that we don't have control over. It's so negatively reinforced. You know, when you do look at yourself in the mirror and you think, all right, I'm, I'm not that bad. You know what? I'm actually pretty cool. I like that person looking back at me. You have to almost do that daily to then go into the world and face what we're up against in this super fast paced society with the ever growing presence of social media showing you the best case version of everyone's lives. And even our like threat system, how it's always geared to focus on the negative stuff. So when we're on walks out there, we're only going to look at the couples and get more desperate and then take, you know, any dates that didn't pan out well as negative energy that we aren't good enough, that we're not enough and start to internalize, internalize that and make it something that it's way built up in our heads, that daily practice of coming back to the self-love, the self-compassion. And when you can really truly feel that, because I don't believe that You can love someone until you can love yourself. And so like until you can truly feel that and believe it and like feel your heart glow inside your chest, then I don't think you're ready to like fully go out and give yourself to someone. I had a hinge stint. I think everyone has a hinge stint. But um, I felt like one thing that really was beneficial was just like kind of laying out the groundwork of of that the uh, dating is an experiment and that, you know, any outcome is an okay outcome. That it's okay yes. that if it's not the right interaction or it's not the right coupling, and that's not bad. That's not a negative reflection on anybody. And yeah. it's actually like a really awesome reflection to to leave a situation where you're like, this isn't good for me, or this isn't, I'm just not feeling it. It's completely an acceptable cause on anyone's behalf, you know? So I feel like just establishing the grounds of, of this is an experiment. This we're experimenting and let, you know, let's see what happens is, is really healthy too. It was like helpful for me when I was dating. Yeah. That's really well said because I think that we're so used to too, like 
oh, this is a failure, this is a success. And we point to these very macro things. So we're missing out on those really beautiful nuances of our experience of like, I don't need to psychoanalyze myself and try to understand why that was a no. It was just a no. And that's okay. You can put it down and keep moving. Like we get so in our head about these things that it's like, and I think also we feel like we have to owe everybody an explanation. Like you can still set a boundary and be discerning without having to explain your whole life story and like why, you know, you talk to your therapist and like this was a bad idea for you to like, no, just stop. Just like, (laughs) you can just let it go. Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us. This was very insightful. I feel like I'm already a better dater, so I'm excited to go out and use my new tools. <laughs> Is there, you know, where can people find you if they want to connect or, you know, you want to plug Hum Hum? Yeah, we have a website, so you can go to humhum.space, S-P-A-C-E. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram at humhumspace. And we host events every single month, several a month. We also host um, facilitated blind dates if you want something that's a little bit more intimate, but still low pressure, um, easeful, it's fully guided. We do a little meditation, we have guided prompts, and it's just a nice way to explore connecting with people um, for a shorter period of time. Those are about 30 minutes. And then our um, group dating experiences are two hours long and you get to meet um, more people over the course of that time, also guided. Thank you for for everything that you're doing. And and it was great to learn from you and and hear your experience and keep sharing it. Yeah, your passion is so real. So thank you. We feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back here at the AWARE Audio Experience next episode.